for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Leighton Thomas. How's it going today, Leighton? What's going on, man? Oh, not a whole lot. Just kind of enjoying. Actually, it was relatively cool here in Texas, central Texas. I mean, that's where I'm at currently. We'd spent, like, the entire weekend in, like, pushing 110 all weekend, oh, and then I woke my. up this morning. And it was like 75 degrees. And I'm like, wait a minute, what the heck happened here? Yeah. Like I w- walked out to the car and I was like, I almost need to go put pants on right now. Like it was the craziest temperature, temperature change. Wow. So, but I'm sure it's not that cool now. I'm no, on, of course not. I'm willing to bet it's not. So you're based out of Nashville. How are things yes, going sir. there? Um, you know, they're interesting right now with everything going on. Um, you know, uh, considering Nashville is such a live entertainment based music city anyway, uh, you know, with all these venues being closed or having less people on stage or having less going on, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, and all these smaller businesses are having to find different ways to, uh, stay afloat and do these other things. Um, so you know, we're just trying to make the best of it. A lot of this stuff, you know, a lot of online stuff, a lot of live streaming has helped a lot of these artists uh, around here in town. Uh, Yeah. People are taking gigs when they can, where they can, when it's safe, uh, what works out for them. So it's been, it's been interesting, but uh, I think people are trying to make the best of it. I certainly am anyway. Nice. Nice. And so you are an alt rock, an alt rock musician. That's the genre you yeah, that's what that's what i would call it okay. i guess um you know I, I i wasn't much of a country person before i moved to nashville and i'm still not yeah. <laughs> um but you know it, it's been really cool getting to meet and write and you know play with all these different people of different genres different styles and stuff like that because i came from a, a a pretty specific like genre set you know a pretty specific audience and then uh went to school that opened my eyes and my broadened my horizons a little bit then moved here and now i have even more stuff like that so uh yeah you know i grew up liking classic rock uh you know old school heavy metal and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and then i've kind of broadened out a little bit into more jazzier or folky pop stuff here and there so yeah i guess that's a broad term uh you know alt rock is not really specific to anything it's very doesn't really tell you that much but yeah i would say so it's not as specific as it was back in the late mid to late 90s no that used to be a sound now it means a whole bunch of stuff yeah uh, so being that you are not from nashville what was it about nashville considering that they're technically known as like the country music capital of the world, but they really have like a thriving music scene in general outside of the country industry. What was it about Nashville for you that kind of drew your attention? 
for me it was it was yeah it was just the sheer amount of music everywhere and the quality and and how much everything is interconnected here um you know i i grew up in massachusetts and you know did school out there and all that stuff and i knew that i wanted to move somewhere else Mm -hmm. i just needed to be somewhere else but uh of all the places i was looking at you know uh it's one of the biggest music cities out there there's so much music there's so much going on of different stuff and everybody assumes country but when i came here and visited and you know took a little time to explore and see some other stuff yeah there's thriving music scenes of every genre here because there's just so many musicians and so many producers and so many everything which is awesome so just the sheer amount of live music that is here original live Mm -hmm. music that is here available to everyone Mm -hmm. um that i really liked you know there's so many free shows or like songwriter showcases and stuff like that so no matter who you are there's something out there for you here that you can just find somewhere normally Mm -hmm. um which i really liked and after spending a little bit of time here i really liked how interconnected everything in the industry here is Mm -hmm. um compared to other big music cities which are a little little bit more cutthroat generally the industry is a, a little bit more competitive it's not to say that it's not here but everybody works together a lot more you know it, it, it's expected that you write with other people you you know you produce with other people you engine, and all this stuff yeah. that uh so that was a different mindset from where i had come from and places i had been so that was really neat i i really liked that i liked the collaborative spirit of everything around here it was uh, i really enjoyed it yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's the one thing that I've always been really intrigued by about Nashville is even though the music industry in and of itself is very cutthroat and very um me 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 like trying to just get as much as I can. Nashville kind of flips it. And I mean there's definitely pockets of Nashville where if you're not paying attention, they're going to try and get you. Oh yeah. But for the most part, like once you find your pocket or your group or your, you know, your clan, so to speak, everybody's in it together. They're there to help you, like push you, help you creatively. And that's also the, of the mindset that you're willing and open to be a part of that community. Yeah, I, I've noticed that, you know, if you come into here thinking that you're the best and that you're awesome, like th- those people don't last very long around here because everyone is here to influence each other and help push each other forward so uh it it, people with a team attitude and a collaborative spirit certainly i think progress more in this city than than people that don't have that quality yeah absolutely um so before we jump too deep into everything else you got some new music that you just released last month you got new music coming up in september um what's kind of your background what got you into music so um i always liked music you know when i was a a little kid a little lad um i you know listened to cds constantly and just jamming out um i was air guitar and stuff like guitar hero was like oh my goodness changed my life uh as, as a small kid but what really did it for me was that i really wanted to to kind of get my hands on it a little bit and it also helped that my mother was actually a pastor um, for a church and mm-hmm. she needed musicians, basically, um, whether for, for her, like uh, when she was working at a church for to play on that like team. And then also she started her own. So she needed people to play and stuff like that. So I almost out of necessity kind of learned a bunch of stuff to how to play a bunch of instruments and stuff like that, um, at least to some degree. So I could 
fill that hole so I could, you know, be of service to that, whatever she needed for that. So once I started learning about that stuff, I really liked it. I loved it. You know, it it was more than just a task, thankfully, you know, Mm. I was glad that it wasn't just some chore to do, but I really liked playing. I liked learning. I liked learning about theory. I liked learning how these things all kind of work together. Uh, And I liked learning guitar solos and all these like bluesy licks and stuff like that. So I really ended up enjoying that and thought about, you know, what to do with that, um, whether to, what to, play or do or anything like that ended up making the decision to go to school for music um which i wasn't too sure about when i did it but it was a great choice for me uh it really broadened my horizons i was able to learn about a thing that i loved and again was able to avoid it being a chore Mm -hmm. um which a lot of people it happens to a lot of people so i was lucky enough that it was just enriched my uh love for it which was awesome and then yeah was able to to utilize that get some actual real world skills and application for it so i could kind of you know try to make some kind of a name some kind of a living off of it which has been fantastic for me gotcha gotcha um do you remember uh the first song that you heard that really spoke to you on a as a musician like made you realize okay this is what i want to do like obviously your mother had a big impact mm-hmm. in I- I think uh, first song that ever like had an emotional thing. I remember maybe not what made me want to be a musician, but I remember hearing, and this is such a a basic one, but it is such a good song. uh, Jeff Buckley's cover of Hallelujah. You know, everyone knows it. It's a fantastic song. But I remember hearing that when I was young and being like, wow, this made me so like sad but happy but like you know on edge all of the same it made me feel so many things and i was like that's awesome i want more of that Mm -hmm. so i think that i remember that kicking it off at least in terms of loving music um in terms of actually wanting to do music for real um i think I think it would be what really did it for me was the first time me and my high school punk rock band, um, you know, wrote and performed a song live. Uh Um, That, that to me turned the corner from like, wow, this is something that I really like. This is something that, you know, brings me a lot of joy, gets me a lot of emotional, uh, some, you know, depth and it turned it into I can create a thing. I can create this stuff that I have loved for so long and has had such an impact on me. I can make it myself with, you know, by myself or with other people or whatever and give it, share it to other people, whether they wanted it to be given to them or not debatable, especially back then. But um, that I think was what it really turned a corner for me that I was like, wow, I can use this art form that I have been affected by to affect other people. And, you know, I was terrible at it back then and <laughs> arguably better now, hopefully, I don't know. Uh, but it was, that was, it was, it was in, in, interesting to me to see people listening to something that we had come up with and like, even just like nodding along. And I was like, that is awesome. I want to do more of that. Gotcha. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so 
you're now in Nashville, but you're originally born in Boston. How long have you been in, in Nashville at this point? You, I think you said two years? Two years. Yeah, we're just about two years almost exactly. Okay. And you were uh, playing in a band back in Boston? Is that, is that kind of... Yeah, uh, so, so I had a handful, uh, you know, I grew up... Not grew up, but I was in music school, so I, I was surrounded by musicians, you know, so I played in a couple of projects. Mm. Um, you know, I had a couple of college bands, played around, uh, was lucky enough to play around New England with a handful of them, which was awesome. Um, also, went to, I went to school for engineering, for audio engineering, so I was lucky enough to be involved in other people's projects, producing, mixing, recording, that kind of stuff, um, which I also really loved, so I was doing a bunch of that. And then what really brought me down to Nashville was uh, the last part of my degree was an internship. Mm. Uh, so I kind of winged it a little bit and got one in Nashville, which was super uh, fortunate for me. Uh, and then I came down here for that and haven't left. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and how's, uh, how's the, what, how's things been going in Nashville musically speaking? Have you, are you looking at doing more band work or do you kind of like just doing the solo stuff? So what my time here has been really interesting. Um, mm -hmm. It's kind of changed a little bit here and there. Uh, I can't, cause I came down here for, you know, engineering for studio mm -hmm. work um, was my original plan. Um, and I was lucky enough to be doing some studio work after my internship when I was here. Uh, you know, I was working in some studios here and there for some events, but it wasn't, um, very steady work. Uh, so in and around that, I started taking some gigs playing for people, uh, playing for other original songwriters here in town and their bands as, you know, guitar, bass, what have you. Um, and that actually, I ended up having way more gigs that way. Mm. Um, so I kind of shifted my focus just purely out of almost necessity only because, you know, having to pay the bills uh, yeah. of, uh, less studio work and more live band work, yeah. which I also loved. So that was awesome for me. And during all that time, you know, I was meeting a bunch of writers, playing with a bunch of writers. Uh, I was able to write with some of them. Um, you know, I was able to actually kind of do my own stuff. So I've just, um, just now really started to really put out my own music that I've been doing myself. And it's been, uh, it's been really rewarding for me. Um, so yeah, it's kind of changed a little bit here and there. I've been doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but, um, mm. it's, it's worked for me. Gotcha. All right. Now are you, um, so like you've got a, you've just released a new single back in, was it June, July? I, yeah. Some, the uh, Mid June. I believe. Mid June. Um, did you do a lot of the production on that or did you go to like a proper studio? Yeah. So that has been one of the positives of, this quarantine time of being stuck at home basically is it allowed me to really lean in and I worked on my producing uh, mm -hmm. in terms of being able to do full band stuff here uh, at home because you know there's a lot of DIY or like home studio stuff going on right now you know it's everywhere so and it's stuff that I had done before but you know hadn't mm -hmm. really really gotten to try and it, it be really good a, at it and it had been a little bit since you'd really done a lot of the production stuff yeah, exactly. So it's been a minute and, you know, the last things that I did was mostly either like little editing gigs here or there or like I was, you know, assisting in an actual studio, yeah. which I don't have. So yeah. 
kind of had to work something else out. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I just kind of spent some time during the beginning of this quarantine to, to really dig into some of these programs, dig into, you know, programming drums and doing some mixing stuff and getting a couple new plugins, a couple of new pieces of gear and stuff like that. So, yeah, so I have actually recorded, um, I think I'm at something like 12 or 13, 14 songs oh, wow. um, in this time, which has been awesome. Uh, yeah. You know, they're not done. I still have some, you know, things okay. to do here and there and mixing and yada, all that fun stuff. But, and all that fun stuff. Yeah, exactly. But I have gotten the majority done of, you know, all, over a dozen songs, which has been <laughs> awesome for me. Yeah. Um, so now I'm just trying to figure out what to do. <laughs> I got you. Um, and when to put them out and, you know, so my tentative plan right now is I have another one coming out on the 28th uh, next Friday, mm. uh, which I'm pumped for. But then after that, I think uh, early next year, we're looking at hopefully, you know, depending on how the music scene is and how the whole COVID situation yeah. is, I might be putting out a, an EP of a good handful of songs. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's like you've seen our podcast before. You know exactly where I'm going with all this. So, um, so you released- I, I may have cheated and watched a couple just yeah. to see what's going on. <laughs> uh so looking for a fight which is the single that you released in june um what's kind of the story behind that well yeah why did you choose that to kind of be your single for your single to release at this point so that came out of my first co-write actually (laughs) here in nashville um i didn't know co-writes were a thing really uh for the scene that i was coming from you you worked on your stuff you know if it was your band your band worked on your stuff if you Mm -hmm. were a solo artist you worked on your stuff for the most part anyway um here co-writes are everywhere uh writers here in town write with you know six different people a week Mm -hmm. um it's i I was floored and that's all that they do and they just create song after song after song and you know then by sheer math some of them have to be good and some of them have to make some kind of impact so so I thought that was interesting. And then, um, yeah, so I had a co-write with uh, Meg Riley, um, who I think is actually going on this podcast soon. I think tomorrow, actually. Uh, I tomorrow. Think, yes. I, I um, think it's tomorrow. Let me double, I can double check that while you're, continue your story. Um, but so we had our first co-write, um, which she basically was just like, hey, do you want to do a co-write? And I was like, what is that? Um, and then, so we went and I had had uh a little guitar lick that I had been sitting on for at least a couple of months at that point. I was like this, I think this sounds cool. I don't know what to do with it. So I played that for her and she was like, I think it kind of sounds cool. Let's figure Mm -hmm. out something to do with it. So she, um, I think it was a good mix. So we wrote it together and she is, you know, more of a country rock person, um, which is neat. So that the story, that song itself is more of like a story ish kind of thing yeah. it's more of like a storytelling thing very which is more of a country thing whereas my stuff coming from an indie alt rock scene in boston is generally more just like sad introspective stuff yeah that's what, like i that's what i come up with naturally so it was a kind of a neat mix of a story kind of more of a storyline that combined with more of my like introspective ideas um and it came out pretty good. You know, she, she really, she worked on the melody a lot and it sounded really nice. Uh, you know, I worked a lot on the chords and stuff like that. And then, yeah. And then when it, I always liked it, I played it at a couple of writers rounds here in town, got positive feedback on it. So I was like, okay, I know 
some people at least think this is okay. So let's, so when I started producing songs here at home, I kind of dug into that. I was like, this is a good one to start with because I have an idea of where I want it to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that. Yeah. So I tracked everything here uh, in this exact room, actually. <laughs> uh, recorded everything here, um, programmed all the drums, mixed it myself. Uh, my good friend Gregory Mahan mastered it because uh, we went to school together and he's way better at mastering than I am. And it's always good, in my opinion, to get a second set of ears on it just to make yep. sure that you, you didn't miss anything important. Yep. Uh, so it was really good. Uh, yeah. So I really l- liked how it turned out, um, especially for the first time. Since then, I've you know been practicing more at mixing this and I've got a couple new plugins. So Hopefully everything that, as I put it out, is just going to get better and better is yeah. my yeah. idea. Uh, yeah. I, I listen to, I listen to that one now knowing like some of the gear that I have now and I'm like, God, I should have waited. But, yeah. um, you know, uh, for, for a first try, I'm pretty, pretty okay with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's basically the story of that one. Yeah. And there's always re-releases. You could always. That is true. I could be like, ha, ah, the, the remixed remastered version. Yeah. This is, yeah. When I. Remixed, remastered, recorded. It's yeah, exactly. a new song. <laughs> yeah. No, I Rewritten too. Well, yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's something else entirely. I gave it to another artist. They, they cut it. <laughs> but no, you're talking about writer's rounds and uh, how before you moved to Nashville, that was a completely foreign concept to you. Mm-hmm. And I think even outside of like just the indie folk scene, like that's still just a foreign concept because you don't hear a lot of musicians talking about going to a writer's round. Mm -hmm. And it even took um, our first trip to Nashville because on the side, we also do like live recordings of uh, bands. Mm Mm-hmm and stuff um and so we were working with this one musician uh back in january when we went out to nashville and this was like the first realization of writer's rounds and what it's really all about and we're sitting there talking about the song and she's like oh yeah i wrote this with so and so so and so so and so so and so and so and so and i was like i gotta try and figure out how to put this in the info box there i'm going to email you when we're ready to release that music video and tell me everything you just said because i am not going to remember that (laughs) you know because usually everybody we work with it's just name of the song by who like whoever the musician is and yeah so i know some people that uh it, it gets interesting when you start releasing this stuff and it feels like, oh my goodness, people with like licenses and like sync licenses and, you know, digital stuff and whatnot. It, the more, when you do write a kick-ass song with like five people on it, it's awesome. But then when you try to put it out, it makes life really difficult. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then I, there's this other situation where a musician was involved in a co-write for a song but they decided that she wasn't going to be the one to perform it and record it. It was going to be the other writer. Mm-hmm. And so when we came to Nashville to work, she's like, I'm going to play this song, but here's the story. And so in the description, I was like, all right, so it's this song performed by this musician, but it's by this musician written by these two musicians. And it's like, wait a minute, what is going on here? Like, what weird inception shit is this? Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, it's it's a weird concept if you're not you. It took me. I was like, what what is this? This makes no sense. Why don't you just write your own music? Um, but now I really appreciate. It. I appreciate the collaborative effort, and yeah. you know, it's it's good for you know. Yeah, everyone's different. You know, some people really work better flying solo and that's fine but uh yeah most people around here that works for them and it uh at least and thankfully most of the business people have got that figured out so when it gets to that point they're like okay we have everybody's forms everything is signed we have no problems i don't have to hunt you down yeah you know and it's it's not the fact that um I don't mind like having the five or six different writers because that's not a foreign concept. That happens in TV. That happens in film. Mm. You know, it happens in everything. I figured it happened in music, but it, when it when it comes down to trying to break it out, that it's like, oh, this isn't my song that I'm performing, but it's written by me. Yeah, yeah, that that can get interesting. Yeah, but you know, it is, it is what it is. Um, so. Your new single was, or your single was released in June, and mm-hmm. you got another one coming out. You said next week, next Friday. Yeah, the 20th. next Friday. Um, what what's the name of that single, and what's kind of the story? So that one, that one is called Good One, mm-hmm. um, and that one I wrote by myself. Uh, and the same thing here, recorded it here. Uh, you know, produced everything myself. Uh, did all that fun stuff. Um, that the story behind this one was that it was just a, a songwriting exercise for me. Because okay. um, after I spent a little time here, I realized that all the stuff that I just write off the top of my head, it maybe not sounds the same, but it's in a very similar vein. Uh, you know, I have a kind of a specific sound if I just sit down and try to write something. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to break out of that, you know, having been here and written with a couple of people or seen a handful of stuff, I was like, I got to do something different. So I tried to write a fun song, a fun, happy, like summary song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's basically what this one is. It, it, I really liked it. I came up with a pretty good, I like the guitar riff and then I wrote some stuff around it. Um, so I, 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 I like it a lot. Uh, it's yeah, it's the closest thing I have to like a, a fun uh, yeah, summer, summer bop. Like a summer anthem, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the closest thing to, to a fun summer rock song. And you're just like, ah, I want to listen to this while I'm on a boat. I don't know. Uh, compared to the most of the rest of the rest of my stuff is much better suited to the dead of winter. Yeah. So, so I tried to try to spice it up a little bit, change it up a little bit. Um, and ended up coming with something that I really like. Uh, I really like the guitar work on it. I think, uh, I was able to do a decent job on the production. So I really like it. And that's why I tried to get it out as soon as I could, as soon as it was done so that it would still be summer when it came out. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's one of those things where like the summer anthems this year should, should have, or should go over really well, just because being that we're all in lockdown and a lot of the mainstream artists aren't really releasing. Yeah releasing songs like they would if it was just a regular 2020 summer like i'm sure by now we would have had 20 songs that already annoy the hell out of us oh yeah you know but now nobody's really releasing the stuff like that and so i've always been waiting for some indie artist to just release that one song and be like mainstream overnight because they released that one song that just because there was nothing new on the radio or on the Spotify playlist, you know, they, they got that coverage. So I I was really hoping that was going to happen. And obviously the summer's not over yet. So there's still time to time for that to happen. But, uh, 
you know, it, it's one of those things with the COVID situation going on right now is the time for independent musicians to like really step up and stake their claim pretty much. That is true. I, I mean, I've noticed that I'm sure you have too, that there's been a, a massive influx of, yeah, indie, you know, DIY musicians, you know, veteran producers, stuff like that, because I mean, this is the time to do it. I guess, you know, you have the time, you have the, the, the ability to do so. A lot of people are doing it, especially since, yeah, a lot of mainstream artists are pushing off a lot of releases, you know, or yeah. rescheduling stuff. So there is a lack of that. So hopefully there's a little bit more of a vacuum that some more indie people can fill here and there. Uh, I think um, like when Phoebe Bridgers uh, and put out her album, uh, I don't know if you, you know who she is, but she's uh, she's like a, a, a pop person, but like she's like alt pop. Like, so she's not like a big deal. But uh -huh. since there were no pop albums, really, when she put out an album, it became a really big deal all of a sudden amongst a lot of like indie people because, um, you know, not a lot of big pop albums out right now. Yeah. So she put out a really cool like alt pop album and uh, yeah, and it's, it's gotten her so much traction, which is, it's, it's cool to see. It's interesting to see what kind of stuff is going on uh, and what trends are working and what isn't. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's all about trying to find the trend and right now, it almost could probably be any trend you want it to be. Like as long as yeah. people can relate to it and, mm -hmm. you know. Cause you don't, you know, you don't have to worry about a tour. You don't have yeah. to worry about a whole thing to promote your music. Cause like, that's not happening. So no. at this point it's everything you can do digitally, online streaming, all of that stuff. So yeah, it's an interesting, different dynamic for sure. But um, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how this stuff is after the, all of yeah. this, you know? I, I, I'm really hoping 2020 and what this pandemic brings is the great equalizer that everybody's been looking for. Like, because your situation is pretty much the same situation that Ed Sheeran's in, that Metallica's in, you know, just name any band. Everybody's in the same boat. They just have, some just happen to have big studios in their house. Yeah, that is true. But in terms of actual, like, you know, what you can do with a song right now, yeah, yeah everyone's kind of on the same page, you know, yeah. it, it just depending on where your status is, it'll help you. But yeah, what you can do with it is very, very equal across the board. So it's yeah. interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so for your setup, you're doing a lot of uh, DIY, your own production. Are you playing all the instrumentation across the board or are you bringing people in? Mm -hmm. and yes uh, i pretty much play everything um yeah so i play you know there's guitars basses uh, uh synths keys all that mm -hmm. fun stuff i'm playing all of that live uh the only thing that is on there that isn't a live instrument are the drums mm -hmm. uh, which are programmed but i do all of that um and then i mix the whole thing and then yeah i just send it to uh another guy for mastering i send it to gregory and he does that and he's, he bounces it back we do a little talk about mixing and mastering and see if there's any changes to be made but other than that yeah it's pretty much all just me in my little room hanging out uh yeah so it's all i play all the instruments um do all the programming do all of the mixing do all of that fun stuff um yeah should i bring in more professional people to do some of the instruments maybe but uh it's been, i mean it's been all it, right so far in this time like i mean i've gotten a chance i got a chance to listen to your the single that's currently out 
and it sounds really good. Like, well, thank you. great job. You know, um, so like, I mean, down the line for just the sheer vanity of it, if you can afford to bring in a professional drummer or, you know, just like these legendary musicians go for it. But like right now, everybody's doing or everybody's working with what they have. Mm -hmm. So just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. I, you know, in a perfect world. Yeah. I would love to, uh, to book up soundstage or ocean way or, or, you know, sound city or one of these legendary studios, bring in top notch musicians and do a bunch of stuff, but that's just so, so much money and so much time and also really hard to do right now. Um, so, you know, if I can, if I can make something that sounds 50% as good as that for basically for free, cause I've already spent the money on the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I am. Sounds good to me. Yep. I, I, I figure that's a win. I got you. And the one thing that I really did appreciate that you brought up was even though you're not doing your own mastering at this point, you're actually having somebody master your own music, mm-hmm. master your music instead of, I now that I've been doing live and amplified, anytime that I go on YouTube or I go on Facebook, I get those stupid pop-up ads about the mastering software where like level later or or like whatever. Lander. There you go. Yeah. And I get that. I get that ad and I'm like, yo, it's like, what are you doing? Why would you pay for this software? Either a learn how to master your own music or B find somebody that can physically do it. It's going to sound a million times better. And you want to talk about making it pop and stand out. The only way you can really do that is if you pay somebody to go in and master it themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have seen those softwares and I've seen them be used. And if if you are someone that is pumping out a bunch of mixes constantly and you yeah. need to save some time, basically, because it you know it'll if you run it through it real quick, it's you know it's okay, it's all right, but yeah. like yeah, still nowhere near the same as something that's actually mastered. But you yeah. know, yeah. So if you're someone that is pumping stuff out constantly and you just need to save time, I would say do it. If you're not, I would say don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm luckily enough that you know my friend Greg is a fantastic mastering engineer. Uh, he he did that for a living for for some time, uh, and you know he's a friend of mine. So thankfully he's not yeah. very expensive, which yeah. is really nice. Uh, and we know each other really well, so I know you know some of his uh, assumptions or not biases, but like, you know, his, his, what he leans towards in terms mm-hmm. of like engineering and stuff like that. And he knows what mine are yeah. uh, and he knows what I like. He knows what I don't like. I know what he likes and he doesn't like. And so it's really nice that I can send him a song, be like, what do you think of this mix? And he'll tell me some stuff that's really good stuff. That's really bad stuff. He can do in mastering stuff that he can't do. And I'll be yeah. like, what about this? It's a great conversation. It's normally pretty easy. It's a pretty quick back and forth. And then, uh, and he does a great job with it. And yeah. I really appreciate getting a second set of ears on it. I really do. Um, you know, cause like I, do I have the stuff to master my own songs? Yeah, I could, but I know I, first of all, I know that that's a limitation of mine. That's not something I'm really good at. Yeah. And I just really appreciate having somebody else listen to it before it gets out there to, so that if I've been sitting in my little hole and I'm going to town on it for a day and then I send it to somebody and they're like, hi, those guitars sound like garbage. And I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. It's nice to have somebody check that before it's out, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, I completely understand. You know, and it, it's just one of those things. It's really awesome that you have somebody that you built a rapport with knows what your sound is and nine times out of 10 can probably guess with what you're going for on a certain song or a certain mix and they can know how to accentuate and make what you're already trying to portray better without even having to talk to you but then they sit down and talk to you and it's like okay that makes a lot more you know so just having that rapport and that relationship with your engineer is a good thing to have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any connection you can have with any professional in the industry is always good. You know, if somebody who knows you and you know them and they know what you need and want, and you know, you know, what their, what their methods are, it's really great. You know, that goes for engineers, producers, uh, managers, anybody. And I mean, this is not just music. Clearly this is everywhere. If you know somebody that works really well with you, hang on to them because they're great. And I would, highly recommend using them for for future use but yeah it comes in really handy for people working on projects like this yeah absolutely absolutely so um obviously you're just kind of doing singles right now and you're maybe toying with the idea of an ep Mm -hmm. um next year kind of depending on the outcome of covid we'll just call it the covid um what's one thing like throughout this entire process of recording music, recording your music, releasing, uh, releasing singles, what's one thing that you've learned about yourself as a musician? Um, I think I, I've learned definitely some, some areas, you know, at least some of my preconceived, notions kind of things i i i have realized my avenues that i fall into at least um you know when i try to write something or go to record something i have my basic set i'm like okay i'm gonna just set it to this and take it from there um so it's been that has been helpful for me to to kind of grasp where i start from my like baseline that if i didn't think about it that my stuff is just going to end up sounding like this um so it's been helpful for me so that i know like if i'm going in with a song that i want in my head to sound like this i know that i can't just set my guitar amp to what i was thinking about and i have to be like okay think about this yeah you want it to sound all rock and metal and like guitar god but like does that fit this song i don't think it does so i have to be more critical of my approach to things uh and so it's it's been helpful for me to see what i yeah what i gravitate to i guess and knowing when that's okay and when it's something i should break out of it um like all of like i i I did a little thing a little while ago i just put out a little acoustic demo thing out Mm -hmm. about just so that i had something to point to when people asked me for my music it was there um and now listening back to it i realized uh how much of like uh the acoustic guitars all sounded the same uh the songs sounded very similar in terms of tone and stuff like that so and i still really like those some of those songs i've done them for this project that i'm working on but i have been way more aware of this sphere that i tend to live in and how it's and how i should go outside of it and take in other influences and part of it's just been meeting new people writing with new people you know uh 
uh, getting in the studio with new people. That has been super helpful for me just to see other people doing it um, and go, oh yeah, that's such, they say steal from the best. That's what I do. Um, But yeah, so it's been, for me, I've certainly learned my, yeah, my avenues that I return to or what I, yeah, what I gravitate to and how I can break away from that a little bit and hopefully be more well-rounded as an artist, as a creative. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so for the, uh, this current uh, like run of project that you're on, was this all primarily a COVID project or had you started working? Like obviously the writing process is a long time, but like as far as like sitting down, like, okay, I'm ready to record. Um, was that something that you started doing during COVID or had you started this process before COVID hit? It was kind of a COVID thing. Um, you know, this is stuff, some of these songs I wrote a year ago, some mm-hmm. of them I've just written currently. So the writing has been going on for a little while, yeah. but the actual sitting down and producing them is definitely a COVID thing because uh, honestly, I've been putting it off for a really long time uh, since I've gotten here and started writing music. Basically um, I'd always thought about doing it, but I didn't do it because I was like, I'm not good enough. I don't have enough. Uh, you know, I don't have good enough gear. Like I'm not good at, programming drums like all this other stuff i had plenty of reasons as to why not to do it mm. and then COVID hit and i'm just sitting around and i'm like okay if i'm gonna do it now is the time and i have to suck it up and i have to get better at some of you know try and fix or get around some of these reasons that i have yeah. not to do it like for one like programming drums i was awful at making drum tracks yeah. in software i was terrible at it um so i said okay I'm just going to learn how to do it. So I just sat down with my computer in Ableton for like three days mm-hmm. and just messed around with drums constantly until I was like, oh, okay, I'm kind of wrapping my head around it. So then I started doing some scratch tracks here and there, doing some drums too, and I was like getting in the hang of it. So I, this project is definitely, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a COVID-inspired, yeah. or not inspired, but COVID-caused project because yeah i i had been putting it off and coming up with reasons not to do it for a while because i was like i think i wanted it to be something really 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 good and i was convinced that i couldn't make something good in my current situation yeah and i took uh i maybe it's humility or maybe it's you know just realizing some of the uh limitations or lack thereof of some things that i was like i if I keep pushing this off to record five songs in a top-notch studio, who knows when that's going to be? Yeah, it especially be, this day and age. Yeah, As, and then COVID hit, and I was like, oh, it could be, who knows? Like, yeah. So I was like, if I'm going to do this, like, I, I have to do this now. Otherwise, it may never happen. So I kind of had to make the decision to, yeah, just suck it up and just get better at some things and learn to live with some other things and – um, and I'm very happy that I did. Honestly, I, I, I'm super happy with most of the stuff that I've been doing. Uh, I have been getting better at it, you know, honing the craft a little bit. So that's been super awesome for me. I feel much more secure of myself as an artist, as an engineer, as a producer, all this stuff. I feel like yeah. I've grown and gotten immeasurably better, which is good. Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah. And I'm putting out stuff that I'm happy and I'm proud of. Um, yeah. It, it, it may not be what I had envisioned a couple of years ago as like the, the PSO resistance, but like, dude, if I wanted that, who knows that could have never happened. So I'm 
so I'm happy that I am putting out stuff that I am still happy with and I'm still proud of. So yeah. uh, it's a two good year- call on me. I was going to say, probably two years ago, you couldn't imagine yourself producing your own your own music, let alone, you know, having stuff ready to release. Because when you mm-hmm. first came to Nashville, you were doing a lot of producing for other artists, right? And yeah. what, was, I was your music kind, initially kind of just put on the side or... Was that always something that you went in? What was the kind of the mindset? Were you going to always bring your music back into the fold? Or was it just, no, I'm going to go do producing and my music will just be something I do on the side? It was my own like songwriting stuff was kind of like a side thing Mm -hmm. to start. It was, uh, I was, you know, working in studios. I was doing this and that. And it was, um, and I loved working on other people's projects. I still do. You know, mm-hmm. I love producing for other people. Um, but yeah, I was like, I'll like, you know, there's writer of rounds and stuff all around town. Maybe I'll write a couple songs, play some of those. Who knows? Yeah. And so it was kind of a side thing. But as I continued doing it and I continued getting better at it and co-writing with other people, that was, that was really helpful for me is getting some collaborative efforts in there and writing something or uh, having them critique some other stuff that I've done uh it started to be more of a main focus for me um you know i i spent a lot of time working on other people's stuff playing in other people's bands um i had done that for some time and i still love doing that and i have still played for a couple of people uh for like streams and stuff during this this time but mm-hmm. um it, it was it was cool to me to be able to focus on and port a little bit of myself into my own my own stuff my own music and it um it has shifted. It's more of a priority to me now for sure. And who knows where it's going to go after this, you know, who knows where any of this is going to go after all this, but um, yeah, it was kind of a side thing and now has shifted to be something I'm pouring a lot more of my heart into. And it's uh, very rewarding for me. That's awesome. That's really cool. Um, As far you brought up the live stream aspect uh how how's are you pretty much been filling in for other people or have you been doing like your own live streams so i i did play a couple um for an artist here in town that i have played in her band a handful of times so i played guitar for her for a couple of streams but um i've done a lot uh as just me my own um there's been a really cool series uh uh auburn stevens uh, uh another musician here in town has put on and it's a whole it's a weekend of just all people doing live streams like back to back for like 12 hours so she has like a facebook page set up and you can just go to see it and whoever's done it um you can just watch whoever's on at that time so i've done that a good handful of times that's been really awesome playing for half an hour or an hour or whatever of just me and my own music um yeah so i've done a handful of those did a couple of like Instagram lives here and there, uh, you know, did something for when the last single came out and yeah. So mostly my own stuff, which has been another really great way for me to get out and play a lot of stuff. Cause you know, I had played a handful of writers rounds here and there, but I've been writing more and producing more since then. So it's nice to play some songs for a virtual audience at the very least. Uh, and I'm sure as you can guess, you know, not the same, but yeah. we, 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 tr- we try what we can, what we can get so it's nice to play for some stuff get some feedback get to what people like and what people don't and it's been it's been good 
Yeah. You know, and it's it's always interesting. Like back when the pandemic first started, uh, there was a lot of musicians that had never done live streams before and didn't understand Mm -hmm. the difference that it was going to be because it's like, you sit there and you watch them and they do the intro just fine. Or, well, first off, they, they sign on and it's just kind of like, oh, is this thing working? Can you hear? You know, doing yeah. like the, can you see me? Can you hear me type thing? And then, uh, so they, they kind of get through the first awkward little bit and then they do uh, their song. But then they forget how to transition out of a song and either back into talking or because they'll they'll be sitting there and the song will end. And then there's like this 20 second awkward pause because they're either waiting for some form of confirmation that people heard their song Mm -hmm. or something, you know, and it's just kind of like, it's not coming because not because nobody's listening, but because you can't hear what they're saying. It is really weird. It, it, it's getting, it took a lot of getting used to because normally when I finish the song, I get something, whether it's they liked it or they didn't. I'll have something, but it, it is weird playing to a phone and there's just silence and you're like, oh, okay, sure. It's, it takes some getting used to for sure. I, I think it'll be interesting to see if live streams still are a thing after this. You know? Uh, I, I'm thinking they will be. Because... But- not in the same not in the same capacity i think they will be more than they were before this because you know people did them every once in a while but yeah yeah, they won't be at the same like uh, rate i don't think as they are right now but i think they will be more than they did before because i think that's an interesting they were there people did them every once in a while now people are doing them constantly so i think i'm assuming it'll go somewhere back to the middle you know you're gonna see a nice little equal playing field because you're gonna start like I'm sure there are a bunch of uh, I don't I hate using the word mid tier acts or mid tier musicians, yeah. But like they're they're not technically independent artists, but they're not like touring around the world either. You, you yeah. get what I'm saying? Where I'm at? Moderately successful. Yeah, moderately successful. Um, and they go on and they get like couple thousand people on their stream and they set out their little virtual tip jar and they do really well Mm -hmm. and you know it's one of those deals where if they can just kind of make it sound as good as possible not necessarily because like right now everybody's like kind of dealing with the the sound quality issues because there's really not much else you can do if you want to go to a show you're going to go on facebook and just you know play but I, I think the real litmus test is going to be how good can you get your sound? Like that's going to be the make it or break it mm-hmm. point. Cause like, and I mean, it's really not even that hard to make your sound really good. Cause you go, go to B and H or musicians, friends, buy a couple hundred dollar interface mm-hmm. you know, and mic everything. Like it's not really that hard. It's just, you gotta, you gotta have a certain level of production element and you got to know what kind of interface to look for and you know how to set it up and all that stuff but it's that's going to i think that'll be the equalizer is can you get your stuff to sound as good as possible because in my head it's like oh wait i can go perform at the studio or at a studio or at my friend's house and 
we can make a little bit of money and do pretty well for ourselves and not have to travel all the way like 700 mm-hmm. miles across the state, you know, yeah. like whatever it is. So I don't know. I, I think there will definitely be an avenue for it, but mm-hmm. it's just going to be how good can you get your sound to make it so that people want to come in and listen. Yeah. You know, we'll see where the production quality can get to. Yeah. And I mean, even between now and, uh, uh, March when we first went into lockdown the production quality has gone up tremendously like Mm -hmm. you see some of the streams that were first on and some of the streams they're doing now it's like holy cow where where did you guys pull this together you know so but that that's always interesting um and then the one thing that I noticed is I was kind of getting ready to uh uh for this uh podcast was you started doing uh like cover songs on YouTube, like yeah. just straight up videos. Uh, what was, was that another like COVID thing that you decided to do? Or is that something you've been doing way before COVID? Yeah, that was, that was another COVID thing. That was another thing. Honestly, I just needed to kill time <laughs> more than anything. I, I just wanted to p- keep putting out some content, uh, something. Um, yeah. So I did them pretty much weekly for the most part. Um, they just cover videos of different stuff. Just me yeah. playing them. Um, that I was hoping so that it's another thing. So if uh, uh, somewhere in town, if they wanted to hear my cover material or whatnot, you know, considering all the Broadway gigs and stuff here in town, I could be like, this is my YouTube. This is what I sound like singing other people's stuff. This is my Spotify. This is what I sound like singing my stuff. Um, so just to have more stuff to show people to have out there. Um, see and that if- you're serious about this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. To be like, I, you know, make music a lot and hopefully y'all want to pay me to make music sometime and yeah. if you and if you do this is what it'll sound like yeah nice. have you um had a chance to play many broadway gigs uh i've done a couple okay. um not many i've honestly tried you know uh to stay away a little bit from that uh just i've been playing for a lot more original people and especially now like i'm yeah. like i don't want to yeah. be around that right about I've, now <laughs> I've heard so many horror stories about playing on Broadway, just the four out, like just playing for four hours straight, nothing but cover songs. It's like, like, I mean, if you're really wanting to make money and you could do the four hour gig doing nothing but cover songs, go for it. But it's where, it's where the money is. Not going to lie to you, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's been, it's, it's a lot. And I, I, I've been lucky enough to play in bands for, you know, original songwriters playing their own music, which I generally like a lot more and still get paid for that. So yeah. as uh, I, I prefer those gigs if I, if I can get them. Yeah. I gotcha. Um, so when there isn't a global pandemic, how many uh, shows a week, a month, or do you usually aim to play? Uh, I generally aim to play as many as I can um, right before this whole shutdown thing, you know, I was between a handful of artists. I was generally playing a couple of shows a week, um, at least, uh, which is really awesome. Plus, you know, a couple of rights here and there and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I, I have, I will gladly play as many shows as possible. And I was, you know, starting to rack up a good amount of them on a regular basis, which was nice. So hopefully post all of this, we'll get back to that. Yeah. And so when, when you say you're booking out gigs, it's not always for your original music. It's 
filling in in other bands or playing with other bands? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I've played for a handful of our other artists here in town, so they're like songwriters, original writers, and when they do songwriter like showcases, normally, yeah. um, there's a bunch of places around here that'll do. It's like writer's rounds, but, you know, with, like, full bands. So, yeah. you know, you'll get, like, 30 minutes or an hour or whatever to play original music. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I've, you know, played guitar and bass for a handful of those, um, done a handful of this, that, the other thing for a couple different people. Um, yeah, my goal when all this stuff opens back up is to start getting into that with my own music because mm-hmm. um, I've spent a lot of time playing it for other people, which is also rad. I love doing that, but I would like to play – start digging into that with my own stuff here and there so i don't have to just play it with just me and a guitar because that's fun and all but i like to be loud um but yeah so and thankfully due to all of that i have gotten to be good friends with a bunch of other musicians that i've played with or seen or whatever so you know i i've you know handful of them have already been like yo man when when you want to start playing shows we'll we'll play with you which has been a, a great blessing for me so hopefully um you know, it's a bunch of guys that I really like playing with and I've gigged with before, so it should be pretty good, hopefully. Nice. Awesome. But I don't want to keep you too much longer here. So um, what's the plan kind of moving forward? Are you looking at starting to book shows or are you just like fully know nothing until we know what's going to happen? For right now, I'm not booking really anything too concrete. Uh, mm-hmm. I've played a couple of gigs for like Writer's Round kind of stuff recently. Um, mm-hmm. There's this awesome place in South Nashville that's like a, a garden, uh, like a nursery, yeah. bunch of plants and like a golf course and like a food truck and stuff like that. Great little venue. So I played there a couple of times. Uh, I'm hopefully going to play there more. So there, um, you know, I've been talking to a couple of people of a handful of gigs outside of town here and there. So right now I'm taking a couple of one-off gigs here and there where they're, where they're at, where they're safe for the most part. Um, trying not to book any like, you know, big full band stuff or yeah. like stuff in these enclosed venues for right now. But um, hopefully that is the plan. But again, you know, yeah. me, just like everybody else, just kind of winging it. <laughs> winging it. Yep. I completely understand. Uh and so then where could everybody kind of find you online? Where can they find your new single, future upcoming stuff? Where can everybody find you? I'm pretty much on all the socials and all the streaming platforms. So if you search Leighton Thomas, uh, uh, Leighton Thomas Music on Facebook, at Leighton Thomas Music on Instagram, uh, Leighton Thomas underscore, I believe, on Twitter, because somebody took it first, and I'm really <laughs> mad about it. Uh, and then, yeah, I'm on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, uh, Amazon, Pandora, all that fun stuff. Deezer. I don't know what that is, but I'm on it, apparently. Yeah. Uh, so um, I think they have a deal with Cricket and AT&T. Really? They have something to do with Cricket and AT&T, because when I was with Cricket, I used to get like monthly text messages saying, hey, you're not using Deezer, but you're paying for it. And I'm like, am I really paying for it? Or do you just offer it for free? You know? I didn't know that. But yeah, um, all those streaming things, if you're looking them up, uh, Leighton Thomas, I'm pretty, I'm just the big redhead. So it's pretty, pretty easy to find me. Um, Yeah. So looking for a fight is out on all of those. Good one is going to be out uh, next Friday, August 28th. And yeah, I'm on all the social media, Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh twitter all that fun stuff it's Leighton spelled just like Leighton meester from gossip girl if mm-hmm. that helps uh and uh yeah so i'd love 
talking to people, interacting with people, if you have any other projects or anything like that. So I'm out and about if anybody wants to find me. Awesome. Awesome. And then one final, very important question. Mm. What is your current guilty pleasure song? Guilty pleasure song. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be really stupid. Um, so one of the songs that's been going around TikTok recently, okay. I recently got on into the whole TikTok thing. It, Just in time it, for it to go away. <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah. Right. I was like, Oh, good. Um, <laughs> there's a really stupid song on tiktok and it's just an acapella like clapping song and apparently it's it's that like me pan like zoo 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 song yeah it's apparently a russian cereal commercial song that some chick covered for like a tiktok thing doing like it like the cup song thing and then somebody else took it and speeded it like sped it up so it sounds funny yeah i it, it it's not good it's not it's in russian Zuzu zoo is apparently the Russian thing for buzz buzz. It's supposed to sound like what bees sound like. Okay. But every time I see a video with it, I, I want to go hard. It's, it, it's so good. And, and by good, I mean bad, but I, I can't help myself. It's, it's pretty fun. Okay. I, I'm with it. I'm with it. Um, but once again, dang it. Now, I'm going to have to go on TikTok and go figure out what song you're talking about. There's some video of like a, a like CGI, like llama dancing to it. That's apparently the big one. So it, you'll find it. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> Watch. It's going to show up on my for you feed. And it's just like, cause I mean, I have my TikTok, but I don't go on it religiously. Yeah. Cause I can't like, there's this one kid that used to do dirty jokes to mom. And it would basically just him with his cell phone and go up to his mom, put the phone right in her face and be like, hey, mom, what is a something like just yeah. make a dirty joke. And that he'd deliver the punchline and she'd be like, oh, that's gross. And then you hear the dad in the background just cackling like a little girl. I've seen some of those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, the only thing that upsets me is like, it's never the same person posting them. It's always somebody like different. Yeah. And it's like. I want to see all of them. I've only seen like a handful of them, but they're all still so funny, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I, that's about what I use TikTok for is dirty. Yeah, that's fair enough. Every yeah. time I'm on TikTok, I'm like, I'm wasting my life. And then I'm on it for an hour. Yeah. I used to think about that. I used to think that about Instagram, but now Instagram's just like, no, there's useful stuff on here, you know? Yeah. So. But um, once again, I want to thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Glad we got a chance to sit down and chat a little bit. Absolutely. Um, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And if you ever, once the pandemic ends, if you find yourself in Central Texas, let us know. I'd love to absolutely. sit down and do some videos with you. Do, do something crazy. I don't know. Like we're, we're in a day and age where it's just like, I don't even know what we do anymore. Like we right. just, who, who knows? Yeah we just been podcasting every day and doing live streams. And it's just like, Oh, we still release music videos. Okay. Like, Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. That, that's the thing we still do. So, um, but yeah. And uh, if you ever need help promoting anything, let us know. I'd love to help you out. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So once again, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you everybody for tuning in and we'll catch you guys later.
All right, streams off. Excellent.